Welcome to Real Black Content is Foreign Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Tonight we're going to talk about the political and we're going to watch a little bit of Hot 97 out of New York City right there having a conversation about what's going on in today's climate with Ice Cube and 1619 Project and Donald Trump and Breonna Taylor. So we're going to pick up here, right? We're just going to pick up here. It's kind of like midway through. And I'm just going to watch the video. And I'm going to show you why did they put who they put in certain places so we can be underneath the sound of their voice, right? I'm going to just stop talking. I'm going to interject through this video, right? Through this conversation that they're having, through their interview. And then we're just going to continue the conversation after it's all said and done. But I just want to watch. I just kind of want to watch along with the family, right? So we can pick apart and I can show you why they put certain people in certain positions like they do. Right. That's what the gist of this conversation is about. So let me play the video. Years as an artist activist. An artivist, if you will. Talk to the people who don't really know how to balance out or let me say, um, uh, you know, calibrate, you know, what we deal with, with corruption in politicians and still getting out to vote as our most useful weapon. Okay, well, first of all, let me say thank you for having us on the show, Ebro and Laura, and, you know, for always supporting everything we do. I want to say shout out to Ice Cube. I love Ice Cube, man, and I, and I love his mind state media. And Cube is so gun-ho about really getting what he wants for black America that it's not his, he's not, he's bipartisan. He doesn't care about the parties, but we have to be very strategic, understanding, even though you're bipartisan, there's one party that we see right now that is trying to utilize the black name, the black vote, to try to pander to black people, to try to make it seem as if all black people are on their side and they're doing it at the risk of, of t- t- pretty much trying to create a false narrative. And they're doing it on purpose. Let's stop there. My son, who is a NYC artist saying that there's a party out there that's trying to stand next to black people and create a false narrative trying to use black people, black entertainers, as a prop, if you will, to get the black vote. And he's referencing this to the Republican Party. Does that make sense? How many, I mean, literally just ask yourself honestly, How many times do you ever see Republicans stand next to black entertainers? Hardly never. They never do that. When they want to talk to a person of color, this is conservatives now, typically, a person of color about political issues, they go pull a black American that's on a collegiate level or has a big platform that represents intelligence. The only party that I know that's talking to black entertainers like it's a clown show is the Democrat Party. Biden has met with young Jeezy, who's this brother made nothing but music talking about selling dope his whole career, his whole life. 
Hillary Clayton talks about she got hot sauce in her bag while she's on the other popular radio show in New York City. Then she comes out with Jay-Z, another I sold drugs all my life since I was two years old type of rapper out of New York. And then their latest stunt was hanging out with Cardi B, the WAP rapper. This is the problem, man. It's kind of like when we talk about politics, right? Nobody's offending Donald Trump, but it's 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 like it's becoming so obvious that they got a different standard for conservative people than they do for these liberal people. I just watched a uh, a Breakfast Club interview, right? It's a sister, brilliant sister out of Georgia. Her name is uh, Angela Stanton. Angela Stanton King. Brilliant sister. They gave her the fifth degree on the Breakfast Club. Less than four weeks later, there was some type of uh, a congresswoman. She was a Muslim from New Jersey, if I'm not mistaken. Democrat, though. Every question was a softball over the plate. But I want you to finish this interview. I want you to watch how they just shift everything to a different narrative. And it's always going to be in a, like a victim. Like, you know, liberals are uh, experts in putting this kind of like um, this victim mentality and allow Black Americans and people of color to speak from this victim mentality kind of position, right? Because this is why I start the video halfway through. Only thing that you guys missed up to this point was the sixteen nineteen project, what they talk about Trump didn't want to be a part of. And they making it like it's a big issue, but nobody, black Americans don't really even know what a sixteen nineteen project is. We're not even on that kind of stuff. But this is a way to play the victim game. Then after they talked about the 1619 Project, they went immediately into Breonna Taylor's situation, which is another situation where it's it's a, it's all about a narrative, though. Let me continue the video, though. Let me continue. They're going to do something. They're going to implement something just to utilize your face and utilize your voice without actually getting that. Yo, let me just point this out real quick. Ice Cube has been getting some heat. From liberals for taking his plan, right? Contract with Black America and kind of using pieces of it to create Trump's plan, which is the platinum plan for Black America. Now, the only reason we know that Ice Cube was working with the Trump administration is because he said it. To this day, and it's been going on for like two months. Nobody from the Trump administration made it public that they was working with Ice Cube. Ice Cube made that public. Nobody asked. Trump didn't come out and go on one of his stump speeches and said, I'm working with an uh, artist out of uh, California. And we talking about a contract with black America. He didn't use that. He's not even talking about it. There's no photo ops. There's no nothing. But Cube is talking about it. But the way my son just twisted it, it was like, see, they're using you to. It, it's a weird game. These Democrats can stand next to 50,000 black entertainers. And they're doing it out of the love of their heart. But the minute you stand next to somebody that's conservative, see, brother, they're just using you to. Huh? 
But I'm just showing you how they how they spin everything. I'm just showing. I'm just want you to see the mentality of liberal Negroes from New York. I'm gonna put it all the way out there: California, New York. They're different. You want to see, and I, I'm not trying to be divisive when I say this, though. But I'm just speaking from my experience on my platform. The real essence of black Americans, black Americans that the descendants of plantations, ADOS, if you will, black Americans. We are typically in the South and the Midwest. Well, we can say, yo, my big mama's from Tennessee, my big mama's from Alabama, my big. We're talking about real roots, 200 years plus in this country, if not more. Midwest and the South. When you start going into California, Florida, and New York, you get into a lot of island Negroes. Pardon the friend, you know, pardon my expression. Island Negroes. And the most disappointing thing about this Ice Cube situation with him working with Trump is that the Negroes that got the biggest voice against him is island Negroes. They not Negroes from like the Midwest and the South. We cool with that. Brother, meet who you want to meet. We support you. It's these Negroes with their background in Trinidad somewhere or Jamaica somewhere and um, Haiti somewhere or Puerto Rico somewhere and the Virgin Islands somewhere. And they coming out the blue and they got so much to say. Man, I had to speak to a brother online. Hey, man. Hey, I had to speak to a brother online just yesterday. He from Jamaica. I said, hey, man, you worry about Jamaican politics, bro. You you talking about Ice Cube? Man, this man employs. And, I, and listen. I'm not all for black entertainers because I'm fully aware how the powers that be use clergymen and black entertainers to sway the people, right? But this guy, Cube, is going out on his own. He's just, he's doing something on his own and we can, not for nothing, we can actually say, hey, this guy, he's in film, he's in music, he employs black Americans. He employs Mexican Americans. He's cool. But now... We get island Negroes that come out of the woodwork from New York and California, and they got so much to say. But let's continue the video. Well, and that's it, it, something that's really peculiar to me that I zoned in on um, in all of this is Trump and his people have a problem with the 1619 project. Mm -hmm. The 1619 project uh, details and breaks down what black people have done for America and even gets into the finances. Yo, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Not trying to be funny, but most black Americans don't even know what the 1619 project is. They really don't care. We're going to keep it all the way of being. Nobody cares. People are trying to put food on the table. People are trying to pay their rent. This man been in office for four years. He signed all type of legislation, passed all type of policies, and if the best that you guys got is he don't like the 1619 project, it's not looking good for liberals right now. Let me just fast forward that part. It's racist to have a, a diversity or, or racial sensitivity training uh, within federal departments. So he does not even want people to talk about 
the experience that black people have had and some of the biases that exist within um, our federal government and, and schools. And, you know, he said it was racist to force people to have to go through that type of training. So, you know, the emperor has no clothes behind the curtain. We know what's really going on. You know, some people have been touting the fact that, you know, well, Trump has has been letting people out out of jail. I think uh, even uh, uh, Michael Pence used it in his um, debate with Kamala Harris. That's where the he first talks step about, act. Right, the first step act. They've been letting people out. And that's great. You know, shout out to Van Jones and all those at, you know, Meek Mills who've been actually working on getting people released. Cor I think that Cory Booker. Is Cory Booker was a co-sponsor of that bill. Absolutely. I think that's incredible. But what they're not telling you is that they have stacked the courts with federal judges. All of them have been white, so they can't find any, just like he doesn't, he doesn't particularly, uh, he doesn't believe in the 1619 Project, and he also thinks it's racist to have people trained in, in, in racial sensitivity. Well, he must actually really, really, really believe that because they can't find any black people or brown people to be judges, federal judges in the courts where our people are most impacted because we know that black and brown men, particularly, and now black and brown women who are becoming the largest population of those going into the system um, are going through federal courts. So they've stacked the courts. And so the, when I say the emperor has no clothes, what I think is important for people to understand is that at the front door, so that the world could see, to my son's point, they're letting people out. They're freeing people and they make it look really good. But in the back door, they have judges who have very conservative views, just shuttling people into the system, locking people up every single day. And those are the courts that actually matter. Hold up. This is Tamika Mallory speaking. She said Trump is trying to push through judges with very conservative values. Now, I'm going back to the Midwest and the South. All black Americans got from the Midwest and the South is conservative values. You know what a conservative value is? You don't believe in big government. You believe in smaller government. Do you know the difference between big government and small government? When you get your paycheck, right? When you get your paycheck at the end of the week, do you want more taxes taken out your check or less taxes taken out your check? If you want less taxes taken out your check, that means that you are an advocate for small government. That means that out of all the programs in the world, you need more of your money as a private citizen after you get your paycheck and you can fund the programs that you want instead of letting more of your tax dollars come out and the government pick programs on your behalf. That's number one, right? So most black Americans I know, when they get their check, they want more of their check, less taxes. That means they're for small government. That's number one. Conservative value number two is we, and I want you to hear me good, we support traditional marriage. That means we believe in marriage between a man and a woman. This is going to be typically found Midwest South. California, New York, Florida, get a little freakish out there. That's your business. It's all good. It's all good. But that's a conservative value, a man marrying a woman. We are not big advocates for abortion. Nobody's a poster child for abortion, right? 
Abortion is just not a value in the conservative party on the platform. It kind of doesn't make sense to put Michael Vick in jail for killing dogs and then at the very same breath run around and be an advocate for killing unborn babies. Doesn't make sense to us in the Midwest or the South, bro. But some reason, man, they champion, quote unquote, liberal values. No, we not liberal. Right? Conservatism is the death penalty. You go shoot up a church in Carolina, you don't deserve 20 years like everybody else. Give them the needle. That's just what it is. Strong military. That's conservative values. So she's trying to play like conservative values is a boogeyman and these values are going to put you in jail. No, 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 no. Liberal policies put you in jail. Crime bill puts you in jail. Biden wrote that. Not no conservative. That's the Biden bill. And his homie, Slick Willie, out of Arkansas, signed the bill and made it law. But Republicans are racist. But Clinton had Confederate flag battle day once a month when he was governor of Arkansas and nobody said nothing. These guys is a trip, man. Listen, I'm only going to play a few more clips, but I'm saying all that to say this. They put these idiots on the radio and they want you underneath the sound of their voice for a reason. They do this for a reason. They keep liberals in front for a reason. They don't talk about values. She just made the comment of conservative values. There is a church. Listen to me, family. There's a church on every corner of the black community. And all a church is going to do and or mine is strengthen conservative values. That's it. It's impossible for your preacher, Reverend Porchop, to take this to, to get behind the pulpit and vote Democrat and preach a sermon about the kingdom of heaven on earth that's contrary to the values that the Democrat Party present live and in color. Let's continue. You know, and, and it gets even deeper than that, too. And while I have you guys, you know, talking about white supremacy and overt white supremacy. We live in America. It's racist. White supremacists founded this nation. The document known as the Constitution is basically a manual for white supremacy. But white supremacy in, in the form that it exists today um, and, and has always is about devaluing black people. Not only black life, but black assets, right? The, the things that we own. And so often we're going to be hearing about these opportunity zones. You see, white supremacists are cool giving money to black folks when y'all stay over there. As long as you stay over there, we can control the value that you have in society. Uh, They're into that. They're right. for that. Because they can control your value. And, and, that's, so, and that's the thing. Go, go ahead. ahead. Yo, we, I, I heard enough, right? But dig, I, I'm going to close on this. 
The whole joint is trash. That was Ebro's slick way of dissing opportunity zones because he know that's going to be a big key in this election because the Trump administration put a lot of money in black neighborhoods through the opportunity zones. So he's trying to like, he's trying to slick diss it to shut it down like it's nothing. But the liberals really gave you nothing. Really nothing. Opportunity zones. And these so-called white supremacists, you see, they'll give you some money as long as you stay over there. Who's these white supremacists are you talking about? Who? That goes back to you are a victim. When you listen to these guys that be around these Democrats so long, the only way they can paint you is as a victim. They really don't know no other way to paint you. And everything is from a victim position. Woe is me. This is me and my transparency. I'm going to make a statement. On this platform, I never talk about white supremacy. I never talk about white privilege. Because I do not talk about white privilege out of my selfishness. What do you mean when you say that, VJ? Because I know in America, while Ebro is talking about white supremacy and white privilege, we as black men in this country live underneath male privilege. See, he's in hip hop. And I can guarantee you the position that he got in hip hop, he got because he was a man. I'm pretty sure that there's more black and brown women that was probably 10 times more qualified than him, educated than him, can spin better records, can perform better as far as hosting parties, the whole nine. But he got the job because he's a man. And then there's opportunities that I get and I receive because I'm a man in America. They're going to give me the one up. So if I'm not willing to downplay my male privilege and give up my male privilege, because I'm not going to give up my male privilege. I'm just not going to do it. If I know I'm not willing to do that, why would I talk about a so-called white man to try to force him to give up his privilege? His may be more than mine, but I'm okay with mine. You see what I'm saying? That's why I don't get into that privilege thing because you're talking to a black American man. I'm going to let it play just a little bit more. I was going to stop it, but let's see what my son is going to say. No, and that's what I was saying to people yesterday when I was having this conversation. I said, you know, I would be very happy if when people start having these conversations with Trump and they go in there, and he says, he, oh, I'll give you money. I'll give you opportunity zones. I'm going to give the HBCUs money, you know, so you guys can stay with it. To start having him appoint some black federal judges, put some people of, of color inside your cabinet. See, we're back to, and I kind of like what my son kind of said, because this is what he, this is what he said. He's kind of lightweight naming off the things that Trump already did. 
gave the HBCUs that big bag. Gave the HBCUs more money than Obama did. But that's a different story for a different day. We don't want to talk about that. The Opportunity Zones, right? A brother helped him with that, a senator out of the Carolinas, I believe, right? Scott, I believe. Then you got judges he's talking about and cabinet members that he want to see in place. I'm from Detroit, so... Before we get before I get into that, let me say shout out to Stephanie Dawkins because we got us one in the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stephanie Dawkins, we got one in the game. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to see others get theirs in the game, but we got one in the game. But but let, let's be real and let's have some transparency. Because um, here's the thing with Trump. Let's not act like. Those job offers that he gave to black business owners in his cabinet, they didn't take it. You know why they didn't take it? You know why the black professionals didn't take those cabinet positions? You know why the black political brains that's out of this world didn't take that job in that cabinet? Because they knew that you, Negroes, was going to talk down on them for taking that job. So they didn't take it out of pressure. They just didn't take it. Right? They've been watching everybody. Look, as brilliant as a mind as Ben Carson is, Dr. Ben Carson, pardon me. I don't want to just, he earned that title. Dr. Ben Carson, one of the most brilliant minds on the planet. I'm not saying this because he's from Detroit, but I'm just, it is what it is, right? And all of the Dr. Ben jokes that he got to hear. Because they're not calling him Dr. Ben like he's a doctor. They call him like Dr. Ben, like the guy on the, the front of the card, like Angel Mama, like, right? There's pressure not to be great with this administration. There's pressure not to be great. Let's take black Americans off the table. I remember when Trump first won the presidency and he had a hard time even filling cabinet positions because... White Americans didn't like him either. So now we, we can't play this game like everybody was all in for Trump because nobody wanted the man in office. Not the Republicans, not the Democrats, not the black political world, not the white political world. The people put him in. And he's all oh, the racist people put him in. Nah, man. It was some of our people. They, they put him in, too. And no vote is a vote. It's just amazing how the media paint every black as a liberal. And we all speaking from a, a Democrat position because I just want to say this, though. These inner city urban radio shows are put in place to keep you blind and to keep you liberal. They're not there to have fair and balanced conversations, right? Nobody is going on Hot 97 or The Breakfast Club that really know what they're talking about as a guest to talk about conservative values because many black and brown people is already conservative. They just don't know it because the media have taught them to buy into the personality Voting. That's what we do, personality voting. It's like we're voting for prime king and queen all over again. 
But when you look at them values, we not for them values. I'm not for them values. I'm not even going to front and act like I'm not for none of that, man. mm Weirdos. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for hanging out, man, and um, watching the interview with me, man. I'm going to get it with you guys later. Peace.